0: And church family and radio listeners, I especially want to address our radio listeners and, and uh, let our listeners in the Ajax area know, especially, of the fact that we've got a new church we're starting. Rosewood Church of the Nazarene is starting a new congregation that uh, is going to be located in Ajax and is going to be called and is called Connect Church of the Nazarene, and the first official grand opening service is going to be on Sunday, September the 20th at 1027 in the morning, and uh, the congregation will be meeting at the Cineplex Theater, Cineplex Theater in Ajax, located at Salem and Highway 2. It's located on the north, northeast corner of Salem and Highway 2. And Pastor Yanni is the minister of this new congregation. Those radio listeners who do not have a church home, I want to encourage you and invite you to join Pastor Yanni and our Connect Church of the Nazarene starting on Sunday, Sunday, September the 20th at 1027 a.m. God bless you. Well, we come to today's message which is entitled, Summerlicious Truths from Ezra. This is part three, part three in a brief series from Ezra. And this will be the last message in this series from this very wonderful part of God's Holy Bible. We discover some summerlicious truths. By that I mean some marvelous or delicious, delicious truths Beautiful truths from Ezra, and obviously we have now entered September, and some would say it's the fall, but most of you recognize that the weather is very much like summer for which you are grateful. Amen? And uh, we are delighted to enjoy the wonderful weather that we are experiencing. We've been studying Ezra And in the last message, I shared with you the following truth. I'm not going to repeat everything here at all. But I shared with us this marvelous truth, which is you can enjoy having God's presence in your life. You and I can enjoy having the Lord's presence and the Lord's blessings in our life. And we saw this and we see this. Uh, happening in Ezra's life because in Ezra seven, verse verse twenty eight, it says this, and praise him for demonstrating such unfailing love to me by honoring me before the king, his council, and all his mighty nobles. I felt encouraged because the gracious hand of the Lord, my God, was on me. The gracious hand of the Lord, my God, was on me says Ezra. In fact, that's a phrase that is repeated many times throughout Ezra. And it's a powerful reminder of the fact that he enjoyed the presence of the Lord in his life and he enjoyed the, the blessings of knowing the, knowing God's hand was upon him. <clears throat> and in the previous message I encouraged all of us to say Lord I want you, I want you in my life, and I want to experience your hand upon my life. And may that forever be your heart's cry, and my heart's cry, and the desire of each radio listener. Let it be so, let it be so. And so, I want to take you to a a second beautiful truth that will come to our attention out of Ezra chapter 8. And that second truth is this, you can enjoy knowing that each person is very important and precious, and that includes you. That includes you and me. This truth came to my mind as I read Ezra chapter 8, verses 1 through 14. Look at it with me. It says, here is a list of the family leaders and the genealogies of those who came with me. This is Ezra speaking. Of those who came with me from Babylon, from Babylon to Jerusalem during the reign of King Artaxerxes. And then he begins to give us the list of the people. And he says in verse 2, From the family of Phineas. Gershom, from the family of Ithamar, Daniel, from the family of David, Hattush, a descendant of Shekinah, excuse me, from the family of Parosh, Zechariah, and 150 other men were registered, from the family of Pahath, Moab, Eliahonai, son of Zariah, and 200 other men. All right, pause right there. I'm I'm not going to uh, keep reading. Because if I do, I know that some of you are going to be tempted to uh, play with your phones. Others of you uh, will feel like you just have to go to the water fountain to get a drink. Some of you will feel like, boy, you know, I think I just really have to go to the washroom. All right? Why? Because the truth is, verses 2 to 14 comprise a long list of names. As you look at it in your Bible, you'll see the long list of names. Names of people who traveled with Ezra from Babylon to Jerusalem, which took four months. And the truth is, the truth is, most of us, most of us get bored looking at and reading a long list of names. Isn't that true? That's true. Yep. I think someone says. Think about it. If you were going on a long trip with about 5,000 people, and that's the estimate of how many people traveled with Ezra, the scribe and the servant of the Lord, from Babylon to Jerusalem to carry out God's will, God's plan, to teach the people the Word of God. If you were traveling on a long trip with about 5,000 people, would you take time to list by name a lot of the people? All these people? Probably not. Probably not. So why? I I said to myself, so why, why does God have Ezra include this long list of names? I'm always asking myself questions like that. Why is this in the Bible? Why does God include this long list of names? Because it is one of the ways, I believe... It is one of the ways by which God is teaching you and me that each person is very important to him. And that includes you. And you. And you. And me. And that includes radio listeners. Some of my favorite Bible verses that communicate this truth are recorded in, in Psalm 100, 139, where verse 13 and 14 say this. And we have it on the big screen as well. In fact, why don't we, why don't we read it together in unison, Psalm 139, 13, and 14 together together. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. Amen. Colin, Colin, as you think of that special woman in your life, she is a workmanship, brother, and dear wife, he is a workmanship. Now, the Lord's still not finished with him, nor with you, nor with me, but isn't this a beautiful truth, David? We are God's workmanship. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, think about this. Sometimes, sometimes we realize how important and precious. For instance, a senior adult is. We realize how marvelous, precious, important a senior adult is. It was, it was Aunt Sarah's birthday. Now follow me on this story. It was Aunt Sarah's birthday. Aunt Sarah was 99 years old. The oldest resident in a small town. Among the guests at her birthday, at the celebration, was her 39-year-old pastor. So her 39-year-old pastor was there. And as the pastor was preparing to leave, he said to this 99-year-old dear lady, he said, now Aunt Sarah, I hope, I hope that one year from this very day, I will be able to come and celebrate your 100th birthday with you. And Sarah looked at him, looked at her pastor for a moment, who was 39. And Sarah looked at her pastor for a moment, and then she said, Well, I don't see why not. You look fairly healthy to me. Okay, scratch this joke. People did not get it. Oh, Pastor Lisa, who's always brilliant at telling jokes, got it about 32 and a half seconds after the fact. <laughs> All right. Then, you know, sometimes... Sometimes we see how important and precious a little child is, right? Sometimes we see how important and precious a senior adult is. Other times we are reminded of how important and precious a child is. Recently, on a Saturday afternoon, we we had what we called here at our church, we had what we called the back-to-school celebration. We gave out free backpacks to be a help and a blessing to children in the community. We gave out free backpacks filled with school supplies. And by the way, even since that Saturday, we've had people phoning, and we've had people dropping by the church asking if... if. Um, if, if their, their child could get a backpack. But anyway, so we gave out these backpacks and we gave out free popcorn and freezies and uh, children were able to get Free haircuts and face painting and some other fun things. Many of the kids played on the on the bouncy castle. I, I watched sometimes to see if Pastor Lisa got on the bouncy castle and uh, just to tell her that it was only for children. But she behaved herself, and as far as I know, she didn't go on the bouncy castle. <laughs> uh, people went to different tables, different tables outside to learn about some of the different ministries and programs that we have going on in our church. And I was outside the church and inside, and I was was outside and inside, trying to meet and talk with as many people from the community as I could. We had a lot of people here. Uh, One of the ladies I met had a little baby, a little baby in a carriage who was just six and a half months old. The mother told me of how much joy her little baby was bringing her. And at the same time, she told me that her precious baby, her little six-and-a-half-month-old sweetheart, she told me that he could not see. He could not see. And that at birth he had a lot of major complications and problems, and she was told that her newborn child would really not live very long. Well, six and a half months later, her baby was doing well, and that young mother said to me, she said, Pastor, I keep praying for my baby. I keep praying for my baby to also be able to see, and I'm not giving up. And I said to her, don't give up, don't give up, keep praying. And I asked her to tell me her baby's name and he has a lovely name so, so I, I could write it down and I told her I would also pray for the baby's eyesight and his health. And in fact, I was praying for that little baby last night here at church. I looked, I looked at that sleeping little child and I thought, What a precious, precious child. And how beautiful it is, how wonderful it is that he has a mother who loves him so very much. And I thought, I thought, you know, this little baby is just as precious as my little, little 15 month old grandson. This little child is just as precious as the dozens of babies that we dedicate on the platform of this church year by year. And I thought, Lord, thank you. Thank you for a reminder to me of how precious not only this little child is, but each one. Amen? And I would suggest to you that each time you see a little child, whisper a prayer and say, Lord, Thank you for this precious child. Bless him. Bless her. Amen. And then let me also also add, uh, under this, this truth, of the fact that sometimes we are blessed to discover the potential of a young person. We're reminded of the beauty of a, of a youth, of a young person. Recently on a Friday evening, most of you here know that we have a wonderful youth program every Friday night, and and I was delighted to see so many of the teens out, even this past past Friday evening. But anyway, uh, on a previous Friday evening, we we took our youth group to the Riverview Family Camp Youth Service. The camp is located about one hour and ten minutes north of Toronto in in Pefferlaw. At the end of that church service, there was an altar call, and several teens from various churches, including from our own church, several teens went up to the altar to pray. I, I went up to pray for and with some of the teens. And after initially quietly praying for one of the youth with my hand on his shoulder, I said, I said to him, Hi. I'm Pastor Nick. How how would you like the Lord to help you tonight? He told me that he was feeling God's call into the ministry. And uh, he told me also that he expressed some fears about his call to become a pastor. I shared with him some practical guidance and, and prayed for God's will to be done in his life. And eventually, eventually, we both left the altar knowing that God heard his prayer and knowing that this young man is and will be eager to follow God's direction for his life, to follow God's path. And when I think, when I think of the 99-year-old lady that I told you about, when I reflect upon those little children And I think about the the teenager, for example, that I I just told you about, praying at the altar about God's will upon his life. And when I look, when I look at your beautiful and handsome faces, your beautiful natures, I am in awe. I am in awe of, of how very important and precious each person is. And that includes you. And so I say to you, be encouraged. Be encouraged because you and I can enjoy knowing that each one is very precious to the Lord. And that includes you. Amen? Amen? Let me take you to another beautiful truth that comes from Ezra, and it is this. Third truth is, You can fast and pray and ask God for his protection and help when you go on a trip or embark on any special project. This truth came to my mind when I read uh, Ezra chapter 8, verses 21 through 23, where, where it says this. And there by the Ahava Canal... I, that is Ezra, I gave orders for all of us to fast and humble ourselves before our God. We prayed that he would give us a safe journey and protect us, our children, and our goods as we traveled. He's talking about as they traveled from Babylon to Jerusalem, a journey that took them about four months. Verse 22 For I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to accompany us and protect us from enemies along the way. After all, we had told the king, our God's hand of protection is on all who worship him, but his fierce anger rages against those who abandon him. So we fasted and earnestly prayed that God would would take care of us, and he heard our prayer. Think about it. Ezra, and 5,000 others were getting ready to go on an 800-mile trip, which is about 1,280 kilometers. Uh, by, by the way, how many, how many of you still feel, uh, let, let's put it this way, how many of you feel more comfortable talking about miles versus kilometers? Or Just, let me, just kind of curious here. How many of you, how many of you favor miles? Just put your hand up. Let me just see. Okay. How, how many of you favor kilometers? Kilometers. Okay. In other words, it's an age issue. <laughs> the... the, the. The, the, those of you that are a little bit older, that, that just means, you know, over 20. <laughs> so this is, why, this is why sometimes when I speak about mileage, I give it both in miles and in kilometers because uh, my opinion is that some of you are more acquainted with kilometers, some of you with miles. So Ezra and 5,000 others, we're getting ready to go on this 800-mile trip or 1,280 kilometers. They're going on this trip on foot, donkey, camel, a trip that was going to take four months, a trip through the heat, through areas filled with wild animals and bandits. You know what? It was a wise thing to fast and pray before they left. Amen? It's a wise thing to fast and pray. And speaking about trips... We've got a group, I believe we've got about 40 people that are going to be going on the Holy Land tour this fall. They're going to be going to Egypt, Jordan, and, and Israel. And I want us to, to fast and I want us to pray for them. It's going to be an exciting spiritual journey for those that are going. But uh, having, having been a part of that journey uh, almost two years ago myself, It's important for us to pray for them. Pray for their safety for a lot of different reasons. Amen? All right. The author, the author in the Life Application Study Bible says this. He says, Before making all the physical preparations for the journey, Ezra made spiritual preparations. Their prayers and fasting prepared them spiritually and showed their dependence on God for protection. My friends, when we take time to put God first in any endeavor, we are preparing well for whatever lies ahead, right? Are you getting ready to go on a vacation maybe? Some folks take vacations in the fall. Take some time to pray before you go. Are you about to start a new job? Pray. Are you thinking about developing a new relationship? Pray. Are are you soon going in for an operation? Commit the procedure, the operation, into God's hands. Are you launching a new business? Or are you starting a new career? Pray. Students are going back to school. Pray for a great year. Adults, let's pray for our students, whether it's your child or someone else's child, someone else's teenager or, or someone else's college career or, or university student, pray for them. Pray that whatever they study will enrich them and that in and through their studies, God will do something good. There are many things that students learn in school that might be inclined to take them off course We want to pray that they're going to stay on course, right? They're going to stay committed to Jesus Christ, the Savior and Lord, right? For anyone who might be approaching a job interview, pray, pray, just as Ezra did before a major undertaking. All right. Let me take you to a fourth beautiful truth from Ezra chapter 8, and it is this. I, uh, I, I, I felt good when this truth came to my mind when I was reading chapter 8. And I said, Lord, you know what? This is so true. And the truth is this. There's a time to pray, plan, and prepare, and there's a time to start. Think about it. Ezra spent a lot of time Praying, planning, and preparing. Then there came the day when they needed to start, to start their journey from Babylon to Jerusalem. This is spoken of of, in Ezra chapter 8, verse 31, where we read simply this. Ezra 8, verse 31 says this. We broke camp at the Ahava Canal on April 19. That's where they all gathered, the 5,000 of them. They got together and finished their preparations and their praying and fasting. Verse 31, we broke camp at the Ahava Canal on April 19 and started off to Jerusalem. And we started off. Reflect on this. What is there in your life or in my life? What is there in our lives that we need to start? Do you need to start showing proper honor and respect for your parents? Do you need to start encouraging people instead of tearing them down? Remember what we said in in point number two earlier. Each person is very important and precious to the Lord. Sometimes someone may tick you off, may bug you, and that can happen. But ultimately, each one is precious to the Lord. Do you need to start, start being faithful? Do you need to, be start, you need to start being th- faithful to a ministry, to a responsibility that you have that you haven't exactly kept up with? Or even on a bigger scale, do you need to start being faithful to your wife or husband as you promised in your vows you would be? Do you need to start arriving on time for Sunday school and church services? Do you need to start giving, giving a tenth of your earnings to the Lord's work, which we call tithing, the Bible calls tithing? And do, do you need to catch up? Do you, does anyone need to catch up on, on your church mortgage fund pledge? Remember now, there's a time to pray, plan, and prepare, and there's a time to start. Do you need, do you need to start putting in a full day's work at your job instead of perhaps trying to get a, away with as little work as possible? Do you need to start improving your health by being more careful with what you eat and more disciplined about exercise? that probably includes many of us and for for some of you some of you who are musicians do you need to start to write that song that you've been meaning you've been meaning to write for those of you who are in school will you start to make this fall a, a great year and perhaps the greatest year of learning for yourself and for others will you start to pray a little each day and read a portion of the bible and for some of you who have been sensing a call into the ministry will you start will you start to take the steps to fulfill god's calling amen many of you know that for this past year, and actually for several years, we've been praying and planning and preparing to start the new church in Ajax. And I I want to just once again remind, especially our radio listeners who do not attend a church somewhere, radio listeners who maybe joined us partway in this message, I want to let our radio listeners especially know that our Our new Connect Church of the Nazarene is starting up. Starting up on Sunday, September 20th at 1027 in the morning at the Cineplex Ajax Theater located at Salem and Highway 2. And radio listeners, we want to invite you to join Pastor Yanni, who is the minister of this church. We want to invite you to this grand opening service. Grand opening service for our new church in Ajax, called Connect Church of the Nazarene. I want you to to join Pastor Yanni and say hi to Pastor Yanni on Sunday, Sunday, September 20th at 1027 in the morning. God bless you. God bless you. Well, for all of us, we can begin to say, Lord, I'm going to start I'm going to start to do something positive. I'm going to start to make some positive steps towards those things that you want me to do. I'll say yes, Lord. I'll say yes, Lord, to your will and to your way. I will trust you, Lord, and obey. But before we do anything, but before we do anything of what I've mentioned, the question is, Are you willing to start a personal relationship with Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord? When we start our relationship with Jesus, we are forgiven of our sins, adopted into his family. We receive his his presence, his spirit, and we receive the promise of heaven. And that, my friends, is a summer-licious truth. A delicious truth. A fantastic truth. A truth that gives us peace with God Almighty. May you and I start our relationship with the Lord. And if we've started, let us grow closer to him. Let us hunger and thirst after the things of the Lord. Let us pray. Oh, dear Lord, we're thankful for the beautiful truths that we're able to uncover from Ezra, this very wonderful, special part of your Holy Bible. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for these truths and many others. And Lord, I I pray that whoever needed to hear in this message of how precious and important he or she is, I pray that you would just help that person to be gripped by those truths and to be encouraged by them. Let it be so. Dear Lord, inspire some of us who have had good intentions to start some positive things to start taking positive action in areas that we know we should, if we haven't already done so, Lord, inspire us to take those steps, to start. Ezra started on that four-month journey to Jerusalem. And I pray that you would help each of us to start whatever it is that we need to start. We're thankful, Lord, for the upcoming start, the start of our new church in Ajax. We just pray for your blessings upon our Connect Church of the Nazarene. We pray that as the first official grand opening service comes about on Sunday, September 20th at 1027 in the morning, We pray for your blessings upon Pastor Yanni and Amy and this new congregation. We're thankful for the privilege of mothering this new church. And we pray for a beautiful future for the Connect Church of the Nazarene. And whether it's here at Rosewood Church or at our new daughter church or at our other daughter churches that we've started in previous years, Unto you be all the honor and glory, and praise. And Heavenly Father, if there's someone, if there's someone in this sanctuary today, or someone listening by radio, who needs, who needs, who needs to start to know how much you love them. Do something for him or her, Lord do something for him or her so that they will better be able to start to recognize that the Lord God Almighty loves loves them, that you love them dearly, and that indeed they are very precious and special to you and to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.